Triple M's. Oh! It's gone sideways! My word! That has gone sideways! Oh. <laughs> Cricket Fan Podcast. Bloody For Energy Australia, simple, more affordable energy. Energy Australia, light the way. That's right, it's the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast. We're back. India have been abused, bruised, bounced, belted, but hung on for a famous draw at the SCG, a game that they should have lost by all rights. Uh, and the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast for Energy Australia, thank you very much, is uh, here to discuss it. I'm your host, Rudy Etzel. I'm joined today by Tom Beers. How are you, mate? Good, boys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. And yeah, plenty, plenty to go through today. Indeed. And of course... George Porter, who's uh, finally got him gone and got himself a mic, so you might be able to hear him talk. <laughs> yeah, coming through loud and clear, hopefully. Give me all your energy, Australia's you got. I'm your guy for all the credits and anything you need, loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, let's kick it's, off, it's been, it's been It's been six months. I realistically should have done this a long time ago. But, uh... <laughs> I, I know. I told you that, I reckon, every week for six months. <laughs> Uh, um, all right, let's kick off, lads, with our uh, Power Surge X-Factor Player of the Week. Um, I'm going first, and as such, get to take the obvious one, which is young William Pukowski, William Jan Pukowski, debuted uh, after a couple of false starts, and he just looked amazing, really, didn't he? Uh, so at home at the level. Um, I, f- I saw a mate of mine on Twitter, shout out to Benno if you're listening, say that uh, good players look like they've got time, great players look like they have an eternity. And Pukowski looks like he has an eternity. Every ball just doesn't look like it faces him, really. He never looks hurried. He looks time, looks like he has time to pick his shots. And, um, yeah, 62 in the first innings. And it was just as beautiful to watch. It wasn't busy. Yeah, great nomination. He, uh, like you said, he just had the time and the, and the class on his side for a, a debutante. Um, and I, I was going to probably pinch this one, but I gave you right of way because you literally changed your profile picture on your socials to uh, a photo of Will Pukowski with his mullet hanging out the back in his baggy <laughs> green. So you've absolutely trumped me there. But yeah, great nomination. He's, he, he looks like a player to watch and hopefully his shoulder's all right. Yeah, it was cool as well that they spoke to him after the, the first day's play because he's, he's, uh, he's taken time off from cricket for mental health reasons before they spoke to him and he was just like how cool is this This is the most fun i've ever had playing cricket i absolutely loved it and it's good to know that that's awesome he wasn't just not overawed at the level but he was uh super comfortable there um george what's your nomination who is your nomination i should say for the uh power surge x factor player of the week yeah, we're going to need to get. A, I reckon when we get back into the studio, we're going to need to create some kind of sting or little noise <laughs> for this power set, just to really give it the little bit of kick and energy that it deserves. But um, I'm going to steer away from the test cricket just for a tick and go big bash style. And Dan Christian, honestly, any team he goes to, they he turns them to gold. Um, the Sydney Sixers, I think they're sitting second, just behind the Thunder at the moment. And his performance the other night, this guy is 37. And Rudy, you put it to us the other day that maybe, I think, did you say there's meant to be a 2020 World Cup this year? Is that correct? Uh, in November in India, yes. In Okay. Well, TBC, I guess. But I'll tell you what, he could be the kind of, I know he's probably fighting for a similar spot to what Stoinis and Maxwell have, but um, just because he's 37, it doesn't mean he's slowing down. So his batting and his bowling has been elite 
in the Big Bash this year. Yeah, indeed. And he's a serial winner. He he just wins. He wins and wins, Dan Christian, at T20 level. He's I mean, looking a, looking at it now, the Renegades really should never have let him go. <laughs> no, no, indeed. The Renegades, who I believe you said we're going to win the comp, George. Yeah. Can't, can't wait for our Big Bash review pod. That's going to be pretty yeah. interesting. There's a few of those brutal. that have aged poorly. <laughs> yes, oh, my indeed. God. That, there well, is let's indeed. Not, let's not... <laughs> We've all made mistakes on this pod before because Tim oh. Southey's still rolling around busy. If you remember, <laughs> <laughs> I tried He's my not best to retire old Tim, but uh, yeah, that's didn't quite, quite get there. Um, busy. Who is your uh, power surge X Factor Player of the Week? Well, firstly, I want to give an honourable mention to Cameron Green. His second innings was uh, fairly eye-catching, to say the least. Um, he's going to be a player to watch. But first innings, Dark. I thought maybe doesn't quite get him into the votes this week. So a little bit of a captain obvious one, but Steve Smith, how good was it to see him back um, at his very best? About 220 runs for the test match. Probably he would have been filthy. He didn't make a second innings ton as well. Um, but more, more so off the back of he's hasn't done much this, sum, uh, this test summer, I should say. He's been lighting it up uh, in, in the shorter forms, but we, it, it, we were talking about it last last podcast. Like, how weird is this not seeing Steve Smith make runs? But he bounced back in a massive way. Um, set up the match for Australia with the 130. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't finish it off, but we'll dive into that shortly. But, um, yeah, 131 and 81 uh, on his home ground. Steve Smith, my nomination for this week. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's... He's found his uh, found his hands again, or his eyes. Was he said he found his hands, right? Yeah. Hands, yeah. He found his hands again, uh, Steve Smith. It's fair to say, and um, yeah. Shout out to Cam Green. Those sixes that he hit. It's good to see an Aussie so Test cricketer bombing them so big. Bombing them so like big. It, so it, was, big. I, it, it was probably good for him to be batting with Tim Payne as well, because he could say, "Look, here's our target. We know what we're getting. Kind of bat with a bit of freedom, and if you're going to get out, you get out. So yeah, at that point mm-hmm. of the game, they're in a strong position." Also, I don't know if you noticed, but he hit those bombs with such little effort and such a little backswing. Yeah, the leave everything he's got was on him. Fully, yeah. Oh my word! So, you know, it was good to see him. Eighty-five was it? 84, Eighty-four. Yeah. Eighty-four. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. The other he, one. And selfless batting as well. Like he he could have just you know nudged him around and got himself a hundred, but the declaration was creeping up, and he just played his shots and hit some monsters. So. Um, credit to him like it can be easy to be selfish um, and and especially when you're a young player he hasn't got a test century just made his first test 50 and he was well on his way but um, yeah hats off to him for putting the team first and um, and, and and playing a selfless role it's worth yeah. noting each game he's played granted it's three he's made more runs each game so he's slowly getting into the gist of it yeah. Um, yes. He looked comfortable right. as well, like you were saying. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the. Oh, has he done enough? So After far, two it's tests. Three, yeah. it's, it's three yeah. test matches. Honestly, give the kid, give the kid ten, fifteen test matches, whatever it yeah. might be. Yeah, he was hitting him as big probably as any Aussie test player I've seen since, since I guess Mitch Marsh. Um, but there was a, a bit of an ugly incident that punctuated that um, that innings, and it was the. Um, the abuse of of uh, young Mohammed Siraj down uh, down on the boundary there, and there's an investigation into uh, into a, what actually happened uh, going on. So we won't make too much comment on it, but um, it's really sad thing to see. Um, 
like Indian cricketers or really any cricketers coming to Australia and, and feeling uh, uncomfortable enough that they, you know, make uh, feel they have to, to make a complaint and speak to the, yeah. get the, get the uh, authorities involved. Well um, but yeah, we won't, um, yeah, we won't uh, dwell on that too much because it's not really our, our remit. So let's talk about the actual test match as it went down. Um, bit of a, a twist and turn, a bit of a twister and turner. This one felt like the Aussies. I thought the Aussies were a hundred behind after the first innings, really like, um, after Matthew Wade got out, the, the Aussies sort of fell in pretty quick succession and Steve Smith was there holding up an end and made his century. Um, but then it proved that not to be the case. They, the Aussies sort of ran through India pretty, pretty comfortably on what would be in day three, a few runouts in the field, um, and then set them 400. And it looked like a formality. They had four sessions pretty much. It was right on the, on T uh, on the fourth day when the Aussies declared and it was sort of just felt like a matter of time. And then that last day was one of the most remarkable days of test cricket I've ever watched. Three wickets to fall in the entire day. And one of them was in the first two overs. Yeah. So pretty much two wickets in the last 95 overs of the match fell. Um, and it was just incredible to watch yeah. the, just the application of um, the, the particularly Pajara, who obviously we know <laughs> is, uh, we know well, <laughs> <laughs> How he was Pajara's built for that. that situation, wasn't he, Pajara? Just, hey, Absolutely. bat all day and kill the match. Yeah. <laughs> Say no yes. more. <laughs> yes, you sir. Don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah. Oh, you mean don't make any runs? I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Where but, do um, I sign? The, the, even more impressive to me was uh, Hanumaha Vahari, who's oh, had yeah. a pretty average test, uh, a pretty average series, genuinely was batting for his uh, immediate test career. And went and, and batted for like a hundred and hundred and sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, with a busted string. And yeah, and he'd done his hamstring in the first twenty of them. Mm. And I uh, yeah, anyone that's done their hamstring knows how bloody hard it is to to be mobile after that. And he never looked like going out pretty much for the rest of the day, and except for really late on when um, Tim Payne dropped him. But just an amazing. Uh, display of 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 test match batting from yeah and and the, the 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 craziest thing about it is australia were wicked away for about four hours after pajara went out they australia just needed one more wicket really because yeah. Jadeja was going to come in with a broken thumb on his bottom hand and then after that um three genuine number 11s for india yeah. and it just i this is going to go down as one of those matches that you know um yeah, there's one of those matches that you'll sort of always remember where you were and where you watched it. Just crazy. Uh, what do you make of it, Beersy? Like, is it was it? Were you more impressed by the application of the Indians, or did you feel like the Aussies could have done more? What did you think? Yeah, well, I thought <laughs> I thought when we had Rahane out very early on day five, I'm like, here we go, floodgates. This will be over by T at the latest. You know, like had that kind of feeling about it because he's their barometer really. And he's been so big for them this series, but um, the, the call to move Rishabh Pant up to number five was an inspired call. Cause at the time when you're trying to bat out for a draw, although probably at the time they were still eyeing some sort of a chance of winning, that was a masterstroke really. And obviously we'll get to Tim Payne later, but a couple of chances where he got off early in his innings but I almost think that putting an attacking player in at the time that they did 
kind of put us on the back foot a bit. Like we couldn't attack and attack and attack because they were scoring at the rate that they were. And, you know, he, he was like, once he's got his eye in, he's unstoppable, Richard Pan. He was, it, it, he's so much fun to watch when he's going, even though it was against us and it was doing my head in a bit. It's like, wow, this guy can play. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, I think the Aussies, I don't. I think the Aussie bowlers kind of toiled away all day, but didn't really. The wicket didn't give them much. Um, the little half chances went down, and we just kind of couldn't quite capitalise. Like you said, we were one wicket away for you know four hours, but um, and and Ashwin Ashwin batted extremely well in the end. But God, his first he, twenty he or thirty he balls, owed him Ashwin. Yeah, but he he looks so that, that um, first that first innings run out. He owed him. Yeah, for sure. But he, he yeah. looks so scratchy against the short ball, particularly early in his in his innings. And I thought, like, wow, like he, if this is their last, you know, resistance, we're going to run through them here with Jadeja broken hand, like you were saying. But um, they, yeah, full credit they, to him for holding on. They managed to uh, to to engineer a, a scenario where essentially he didn't face any fast bowling for quite a long time. Uh, Ravi Ashwin, it sort of felt like the Aussies missed tricks as well. Like there was obviously chances went down. Lyon really probably created enough chances that he could have won the match by himself. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But they, it just felt like the Aussies were a bit behind the game, pretty much from when Rashid, uh, Rashad Pant came in and, and smacked them around. Um, they pretty, they, it felt like that shocked them for the whole rest of yeah, the, the it match. Yeah, threw them really. off. Like, they just got they... that Jason yeah, they they were like the Aussies would have been eyeing. All right, this is how many wickets we're going to need, and this is how we're going to do it, and these are the fields we're going to set. And then it's like, oh shit, this guy's, you know, oh we need to drop long off back, or we need to move deep square around, or we need, you know, we can't. We, we started plugging gaps and stopped thinking about taking wickets and more about plugging the runs for for a period there, and that just kind of threw us. That put us on the back foot and changed the momentum of the game. Um, when usually day five need 350 runs or whatever they need in the last day, it's just survival mode for the batting side. But I think it was a masterstroke to send an aggressive player out there and just kind of put it back on the Aussies. And tactically, I think that worked fantastically. Whether he should yeah. have been batting at all, that's a different, different. Well, yes, I was really, I was really confused about this. I was shocked to see that he could one bat so freely yeah. with a busted elbow or whatever the scans might have come back and shown. The fact that he couldn't keep and the fact that he came in at five. Mm. Not, Doesn't make not sense. Yeah. Now, Rudy, mm. do you want to, did you, you did some kind of digging um, yeah. so on Twitter. I, I was, I'm really curious about this. I was sure there used to be a rule. Um, my, my memory of the rule from when I grew up watching cricket and was one of those like cricket nuffy kids that was like, enough of a nerd that I would, you know, I was across the rules as a, as a nine-year-old. My memory of it was that um, you couldn't come out and bat until uh, until seven if you had been off the field for a day. Um, and he had been off the field for the whole day. He didn't, he didn't field at all. They'd subbed in uh, Rudiram and Saha to wicket keep for the entire day. Then he came out at five. And so I asked about around about the rules and it turns out that it's true that you're not meant to be able to bat till seven or 90 minutes into the innings. Um, but it's, that doesn't count for, so that only counts for if you've done a hamstring or strained a muscle of some kind. Um, if you've been, 
injured by the ball, if it's what they call an external injury caused by the ball, then the penalty minutes don't apply and you can bat at any time. Right. So, yeah. So they they expose uh, that loophole. And isn't it a recent rule that you can actually sub in a wicketkeeper to subfield as the keeper as well? Yeah, I was listening listening to... um, I spent the best part of two days in the car. I was listening to ABC uh, and they were explaining that due to the COVID, um, there's no, there's no 12th man as such anymore. Yeah. You can't fly in and fly out. Everyone's got their bubble, whatever. So that's why you saw Sean Abbott fielding for the best part of yesterday when not the best part, but when Pukowski went off. So you list, you list your replacement fielders of which one of them is Ritterman Saha. Just so happens that he's a better keeper than Rishab Pant. So, well, I reckon um, they exposed that loophole massively. Like they would have known because, yeah, but the, the dismissals and the catches that that Saha took, they were quite important in the context of the game. Like, yeah, and I doubt right. that Pant, who is a serviceable keeper but not a world class keeper, would have converted those chances like Saha did. So, they've, I reckon, they've sat back and gone, we can actually. Get an opportunity because Pant dropped. Was it Pekos- yeah? It was Pekoski in the he, first no, he, inning. He tried dro- yeah, to claim yeah, it. Did. And like that kind of stuff, and they've gone. Oh well, he's got a bit of a niggle. He might have had a bit of a busted elbow, but I reckon they're gone. Here's our chance to put our best keeper in, and then we'll assess if Pant can bat. And then if yeah. he can bat, we'll bat him higher because he's fresh. Like that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a special. It's a, spe- he- it's a specialized position, the keeper, and that's why you see the little mark on. You know, yeah. Crick Info scorecards. I think it should be, I agree, like what they did was within the rules and batting at five, it seems like it's a bit of a, um, yeah, it's a loophole that they've exploited, which I don't think, I think if it had it not been in the COVID situation, then maybe we wouldn't have seen um, Ritam and Saha come into the game. Yeah, well, they, they did change. The rule was changed in 2017 to suggest, to make it so that, I'm pretty sure it was 2017, to make it so that you can wicket-keep. Um, you can oh, be yeah. on a sub-wicket-keeper. It used to be um, that you had to have a player who was already there. In That's the why 11, I, remember yeah. seeing, I remember seeing Dave Warner keep wickets for Australia before um, and Phil Hughes back in the day. I think Phil even Hughes. David Boone, when I was younger, um, had to keep wickets for Australia. I reckon, uh, I've, seen, I reckon yeah. I've seen Finchie in a one day do some keeping as well. Even. Yeah, probably. I think you're He's right. He's built like a wicketkeeper. Yeah. Was that um, the day that, that Brad hadn't got poked in the eye with him on the high five? Maybe. Maybe. I remember Phil Hughes doing some one day keeping as well. So, That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, um, but, but yeah, the, the, punt, the punt innings was really, it was a, a massive game changer. For them, and um, and we've got to discuss it, lads. It was he could have been snaffled on three. Uh, Nathan Lyon got a huge thick edge, and Tim Payne gloved it, put it down, and the same again when he was in his early fifties. Ended up costing about ninety four runs. The the first one in particular, and then Payne dropped another one later in the day after, and it was also after an over of just like really average chat. As well, like you know, Tim Payne has, has used the stump mic to his advantage before. Remember a couple of years ago, we're in Deer out here, and he was like making some like funny yeah. witty comments. The baby everyone was quite, yeah. yeah, everyone was quite on boarded at the time. And then this one just was like that really mean spirited, like high school stuff. That yeah. he you cracked know, under like the, the real pressure. brainless. Yeah, he cracked under the pressure, and he said as much today. He came out and apologized, and he said that he. Um, the pressure got too much for him. He failed a bit in his leadership. 
But, um, geez, not a bit of an ugly day for Timmy Payne there. I think he'd like a fair bit of it back, not just the drop catches, but um, I wouldn't mind a bit of a temperature check on his captaincy. Like I know you and I were pretty, I was, I was a little bit critical of him during the Ashes last year, but yesterday it kind of felt like, like I said earlier, he was a bit behind the game a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Aussies, and it just felt like Tim, Tim Payne. I just, I don't think he had a great day with the captaincy either. I felt Pat Cummins was a bit underbold. I also felt that he was a bit too quick to change change up the bowlers. It felt like they didn't really get into a rhythm. Um, Nathan Lyon obviously bowled a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, well, there's, there's a like lot they, of they things. Didn't in, they didn't bowl in partnerships. There's a lot of factors at play that we're probably not aware of. Like, we don't know what kind of nick the bowlers are in by day five on the third test of the series after already playing a one-day series, blah, 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 all that. So... There's probably, like, it's easy for us to say, how come so-and-so didn't bowl? Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Like, Stark had a pretty ordinary day in general. He had an ordinary test match, but he had an ordinary day. Um, Whether there's something up with him, who knows? He didn't bowl early in the day at all. He didn't take the second new ball either. Um, So there might be something up there. And then you pointed out that Cummins had only bowled, like, was it seven, three overs in the middle session and seven overs after t- lunch or something like that for the day? Or? Yeah, so he bowled three overs in the middle session with a new ball and that was it. And then and then coming into the last hour, he'd only bowled four overs um, in after that as well. I think he bowled another four post that. So in the last hour, I think he bowled yeah. four overs. So he bowled about, I think he bowled 11 of the last, would have been about 50 plus overs. So yeah, so it's yeah. a it's an interesting one whether they're trying to just kind of get these guys through, but not, neither of those guys went off the field. They fielded the whole time. If there was an injury concern, they probably would have been taken off. Particularly when you've got Cameron Green as that extra bowling option in the side at the moment, plus Marnus Labuschagne who bowled a few overs. Who look, you got to at, at that point you've got to give him a try on his day five wicket. He's not the worst, Manus you know. Manus, Manus can land a good ball. Yeah, he's that's got it. a good yeah. ball, Manus. Yeah, and but I it feel just like seems... so he only he only bowled four overs yesterday, and you can't blame Tim Payne for maybe giving it a know, try. You can't blame. I wasn't, him yeah, I wasn't critical of, of him using uh, Manus Labuschagne at all. No, it just sort of, I, like I nearly thought he could have gone a few more overs. Maybe not so late in the day. Maybe they could have pulled the trigger on him a little bit earlier, just to mm. you know give just... the final part of the day to the to the quicks, but. You it know, all Pat felt Cummins... just a little unplanned to me is what I'm saying. It didn't really feel like there was a um, – I didn't feel like they were bowling in partnerships, like I said, and it just didn't feel like – it sort of felt like, oh, oh, geez, I'd probably need to put a new bowler on. Uh, Josh, have a roll. Mitch, have a roll. It didn't really feel – But there's too many I, I senior know. heads around that team to, for that to be kind of – like it, it can't be one person's response. There's a whole support staff and a coach behind the scenes – Steve Smith's standing next to him at first slip. David Warner's played a million test matches. That bowling attack have played together for the best part of five, six, seven years now. Like, it's, it can't just all be put on to Tim Payne. Like, if it's going to be Pat, if, 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 I agree. It did seem a little bit rushed and a little bit disorganised, but that can't just be put on to one guy. It's got to be a collaborative team effort. They've had a lunch, they would have had a meeting at the lunch break and the tea break to go, all right, this is how we're going to do it. Even at the drinks break, whoever's running out the messages from upstairs, they're seeing things differently. Um, the bowling coach or, or, the, or JL being the, the head coach. I think it's a little bit simplistic to just pin that on Tim Payne. I think they've all kind of, 
like they had to all have been on the same page with that plan. And I think there might have been more at play with the bowlers being a little bit underdone or overdone. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you to an extent. However, he is the captain. Yeah, and that's part true. of being the captain yeah. is that you are the figurehead, and you've got to, you've got to, you've got to cop this. Um, and I, and I think the other thing about Tim Payne is that we sort of, he's not a brilliant batsman. You know, um, there is like you look at guys like B.J. Watling and and Quentin de Kock who averaged nearly forty with the bat and have made a lot more runs than him. So with Tim Payne, part of the the package is. Like you sort of you're okay with him making a few less runs, and I, I you know I don't want to hand wave his excellent um, fifty in the first test, but you're okay with him making a few less runs than perhaps other keepers might because he brings so much more. Um, like he brings like a level head, he brings leadership, and he you know it t- generally tidy behind the stumps. Like he's had a bad day, as we've said. Um, so it's just a bit. It's a bit. Um, it's just it leaves him open for criticism. He's also thirty six years old and. And it just it leaves him open for criticism when he has a poor day behind the stumps, and when he also like loses his head a little bit on the stump, Mike. Um, and it, Pizzi, yeah, you're you're was... a wicketkeeper. What did you make of the of the um, of the drops, the, the 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 line ones in particular? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Like, obviously, don't play at the high levels that Tim Payne does, but from experience, not you... yet. You don't. Yeah, well, yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> but um, the. The, it, it seems that when, when there is a, a right arm off spinner bowling to a left hander, which uh, oh, this is the Richard Punt examples, which were almost cut and copy from each other. You know, it's a they were little outside edges. When 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 the when the ball's turning away from the left hander, your momentum and your gloves are going with the ball kind of towards first slip. So those, in theory, those catches should be a little bit easier to take. And there is no easy catch up to the stumps because sometimes they stick, sometimes they don't. But you're in a way better position to catch that ball up to the stumps to the, um, the right arm off to the left hander compared to a right hander where if the ball's spinning into off stump and it takes the outside edge, you're moving towards off stump and the ball kind of then deviates the opposite direction. So they're a harder catch to take. So I'm sure that Tim Payne would be, would be a bit flat on himself for dropping those. but And, and that's where the criticism will come because for, for most wicketkeepers at test level, they would, be, they would be taken, I would assume. And the fact that he got two of them and they both went down, I think he would be extremely frustrated with his efforts there because like you were saying, he's not the batsman that some other countries have, but he's, he is a world-class wicketkeeper and he would pride himself on that. And that would be the thing that would be irking him the most out of the test match, I reckon. That his glove work, the, the one thing that he can fall back on is his A-grade glove work and it, he, that's what let him down uh, and, and ultimately might have cost us a test match. If Pant's if gone for, for three, they're four down very early on, on day five with um, Jadeja, who probably wouldn't have batted um, if if it, if, if we rolled it yeah. for a Especially session or so, or and three, yeah. like you said, three number eleven, so we might have really been able to get stuck into him. Um, and yeah, it was quite quite frustrating, and it would have been for him. But um, yeah, that's that's how I read that one. Um, and um, yeah, back to the drawing board for Tim, and I'm sh- yeah, he would be yeah. so frustrated, no doubt. Yeah, there's. I mean, like I said, he's he's of that age as well, where uh, the long term future st- stuff comes up. Um, I 
I'm not worried about him long term no. yet. He's just had a bad day, really. I'm a little um, bit more bullish on Timmy Payne because without his innings in Adelaide, then we probably go on and you know. Yeah, we're we're, we're two match. two nil down probably, aren't we? We're two, we might be two nil down. So yeah, he had a bad day, and maybe the venting on the stump mic. He probably wouldn't have done that had he not been the one to drop the catches. But when he's yeah. got the whole team riding on his shoulders, he puts the catches down. His bowlers did a great job. They created enough chances. I'd nearly almost say though. The short pitch bowling, whilst it was really good and did create yeah. a lot of chances, might have carried on a tad too long. I do agree. And there was a bit of, um, there was some times as well, particularly Mitch Stark was bowling, really unthreatening bounces just over leg stump. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, let's move on on the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast for Energy Australia uh, and wrap things up. Before we go, a few changes for Brisbane, possibly. Um, Will Pukowski's injured his shoulder, seems likely to be out. That's um, so does, stiff. That sucks it is so much. Very mm. stiff. Um, George, do you think Marcus Harris comes straight in? Um, hmm. I couldn't tell you. Like he has not faced a ball. He's not playing big bash. He hasn't probably played a game of cricket. I don't know. Did he play the Australia A game? So it's been over a month. Yeah. yeah. He'd be um, facing a lot of balls in the nets at the moment. But if there's an yeah. opener that goes out, he's the obvious one who comes in. Joe Burns or do no you, longer around. So Joe Burns isn't in. Or do you just block it again, put Wade at the top and Travis Head at five again? It's kind of, you know, it's real, I said it the other week, real wallpaper over the cracks. Fingers crossed he can yeah. play. Yeah, hopefully we don't, really, we don't, we don't, yeah. we really don't, we don't really need this leading into a must-win test. Yeah, Agreed. I suspect Warner will play regardless uh, of his injury. He looked very hampered out there, but they, I just don't think they can afford to drop him. Um, if you'd asked me at the end of the first innings, I would have suggested maybe it would be time to drop Matthew Wade. I think he's gone 12 matches without a 50 and his shot on day one was really, really average in the circumstances, pretty much precipitated a collapse. I don't think they'll make a change there. That shot in the first innings was almost identical, I think, to Melbourne. It was, yeah. And it was, and yeah, similarly again, poor situation. Again, at a terrible time. Yes, um, indeed. And yeah. I was also thinking maybe, like, uh, Busy, do you think is it time for Mitch Stark to have a rest? He's not normally a big... Uh, he's not really a backup kind of guy normally. He doesn't back up tests. Yeah. Well, he's he did look out of gas in that last innings. I think they'll be reluctant mm. to drop him just because of what he brings. He's a left armour, um, yeah. changes the dynamic of the attack. And I think Michael Nessar's the uh, the only one in the travelling party who would be the obvious, uh, who could replace him as a quick bowler, which wouldn't be the worst thing. It'd be his home ground at the Gabba and he's, more than done his time, Michael Nisa, but um, I th- I think they will stick with Stark um, for one. It's, considering there's only one game to go, they'll just ask him, all right, one big effort, that'll do you, and then have a couple of months off and reset. So um, I do I wonder, it does, take, it does take me back, though, and I, they did mention it on the broadcast of uh, Adelaide 2012 against South Africa where we had to go into the Perth Test match having rested Peter Siddle and I think yeah. Hilfenhaus. So that was John Hastings, I think, made his yeah. debut that next game. And we just we just looked really um, – we, we lacked firepower in that game. Yeah. We ended up losing yeah. that match in the series. I think Hashim Amla um, absolutely took us to town over there. So yeah, yeah. I think Michael Nees is ready to go, though. If it's Nees, I'd love to, to see him get a crack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also I'm not sure about – Pattinson, I know he injured himself I think he's uh, hurt, over the yeah. Christmas break. So, unfortunately, India will have to make changes too. Uh, Ravi Jadesh is already ruled out. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're a bit walking wounded over Hanuma there. Hanuma Vahari. 
Vahari will certainly miss out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, difficult to imagine what they do there. Uh, I'm pretty sure KL Rahul is is also out injured. Yeah, they've sent um, so him home Punt, already. Punt will probably have to play purely as a batsman, and I imagine Saha. Saha will come in. And then I'm not I'm not sure what they'll do with Shadeja. Um, maybe they'll bring um, maybe they'll bring in that um, the 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 other the other quick in their lineup. Yeah. Um, T unless Natar- think- Natarajan, who played who was excellent in the uh, short form stuff. Short form, yeah. memory. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> Plenty of headaches at the selection table for both teams. Yeah. Um, I think we could just finish off by saying, even though Australia should have won that game, didn't India batted beautifully. And it's not the result that obviously the three of us or a lot of people listening wanted, but it was just a bloody good test match. And we we haven't had a final day, final hour test match. All I could think back to was was 2008 and that same similar situation. India got it out. There was a little well, bit of noise, a little bit of noise around the ground for, yeah. for the other reasons, you know, um, mm. over the fence kind of stuff. So, well, the t- the twenty twelve great... series you were talking about, George, as well. Yeah, with South Africa, and yeah, so we Just haven't had much. that for a long time, and for a series yeah. where the ball has dominated, it's good for cricket. Good, yeah. It is good yeah. for cricket. This, I think, this will go down as one of the all time classic cricket series. It's been a great series. series. Yeah, it's yeah. and great. it's good that it comes down to uh, comes down to a decider at, at Brisbane. Um, finally, just before we go, Tommy Beers, how do you think it will go in Brisbane? Uh, we'll win in Brisbane. We don't lose in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. George Porter? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say we'll win, but it'll be a tight game. Yeah, I think as well we'll, the Aussies will get up. Uh, that's been the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast for Energy Australia. We'll see you after Brisbane. For Energy Australia, simple, more affordable energy. Energy Australia, light the way.